All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. It's time once again for Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira. Walt is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Fairlawn, also in Washington, Pennsylvania, where they take their clients' money and invest it in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios for their particular needs needs or interests. Any question about the market, how the AKW Group invests their clients' money, how Walton looks at perspective and things that are going on today in the financial world, give us a call this half hour, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron on WNR.com, we do have a toll-free number you can use, 800 6694 100. Well, Walt, I look at the market and I think of those uh, those uh, inflatable bouncy castles you buy for kids' parties. where They just go in there and they bounce up and down, up and down and up and down, and uh, who knows where it's going to end up. That's, that's for sure, Bob. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of volatility. Um, like you said, a lot of movements up the last two years, and now, you know, a quick, a quick movement down here at the beginning of 2022. And if we look at it, I think we just have to keep perspective. Um, I think, you know, we have to think longer term. Uh, it was a week that was very volatile. The week was down most of the week. We did see the market move back up at the end of the week. In fact, by Friday, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.3%, about a 460-point move up. Sits currently at 34725 and off 4.4% year-to-date. The S&P 500 was up 33 points, about 0.8%, and currently sits the year at negative 7%. Uh, the NASDAQ, uh, flat for the week, uh, basically unchanged at 13,770. And year-to-date, we're off about 12%. And those smaller and mid-cap stocks off 1% for the week, off about 19 points as measured by the Russell 2000 Index. And that index sits year-to-date at negative 12.3%. So, uh, Bob, you know, we, we saw the Federal Reserve, um, you know, Federal uh, Chair Powell, they, they met, and he gave some comments. Um, definitely seems to be much more hawkish in the comments about uh, the support of, of uh, monetary policy going forward, which signals some challenges for the bond market, as well as interest rates kind of inching higher, as we've been talking about uh, we also had a lot of earnings reports last week, and, you know, we saw some pretty decent earnings for some bigger companies, and then there's other companies that are struggling. And, and as we said, there were a lot of companies even that came out the last couple of years that didn't have profits. So we definitely have to be a little bit selective at this point, and, um, uh, you know, the challenges are there as we start 2022. 
So when you look at the market, of course, everybody knows stocks go up and down. This is no surprise. It's a normal part of the investment process. But you've been watching this for, for many, many years. Are there still things that amaze you and even amuse you about these market corrections? <laughs> there is, Bob. You know, I, I tend to find these corrections very interesting. Uh, there's there's a set of things that, you know, I'm always, as you said, amused and amazed to see. Uh, you know, technical analysts obviously are all over the board here. You know, the technical analysts, this is a field day for them because they can talk about things breaking support lines and how bad it's going to get and these trend lines and so forth. Uh, strategists are very interesting. You know, I I'll just read you a comment, you know, I read last week, and it's, you know, we see an additional 5 to 10% downside in the stock market, but remain constructive on the overall market. Uh, Long term, we remain cautiously optimistic. And, you know, when I hear terms like this, it just makes me chuckle, you know. Uh, constructive on the market. I'm still not 100% sure what that means after all these years. And, it, you know, cautiously optimistic is an interesting comment. But, you know, these, these word plays that, that come out are, are very interesting and I think confusing to a lot of investors out there. So, you know, I always tell people don't listen to the talking heads on TV. You know, a lot of them are just, you know, basically doing that. They're doing word play. They're uh, taking their 10 minutes or 15 minutes of opportunity to you know, project where they think they're going to go. Um, I'm also amazed at how many people think this is the end. You know, quick people are quick and in any downturn to start piling on, you know, oh, this is going to be so bad. It's, you know, it's all, this is the end of the world type of mentality. Um, I always love the pictures that come out. You know, you always see these exhausted traders holding their heads or staring at their computer screens, you know, with great despair. Uh, which I think is the imagery, again, that the media uses and, you know, a lot of financial publications that start, you know, putting older people on roller coasters. And, you know, so it's just, it's really just quite interesting. But for me, and well, another one is also text messages from my friends. Um, I always get some pretty random messages when these things happen. And it makes me realize that my friends aren't always long-term investors either. But I, I think for me, you know, the lower prices are opportunities. Uh, you know, we look at this and we see a lot of opportunities starting to develop out there. And we have a laundry list of stocks that we're paying attention to that if we get the right price, we'd be buyers. So uh, continuing to think longer term. Now, when somebody, especially if they've been in the market in recent years and have seen it so high for so long, they see this uh, month-long correction. And uh, what uh, comes to their minds, of course, is how long can this go on and how long will it take to get to the, the bottom of this correction? I think that's always a tough question, Bob. Nobody knows. Nobody has a crystal ball. But, you know, we can use data for some perspective. I think, first of all, you have to look at this correction and say, you know, is this a recessionary correction or a non-recessionary correction? And, you know, there's a big difference between the two. You know, if you go back to 1950 and you look at recessions um, and, and the downturns in the stock market due to recessions, there's about 13 of those. Uh, they average about 339 days, and on average, you know, down close to 29%. But if you look at non-recessionary corrections, you know, corrections for, you know, various events or news or fear or momentum or trading, volatility, those, uh, there's been 23 of those since 1950. The average is about 118 days. <clears throat> Typically, that average correction is about 15%. Uh, so, you know, I think we're in a non-recessionary uh, correction right here. I mean, a lot of it, again, had to do with volatility. 
um, you know, valuations, things pull, pull, pushing to higher levels. Uh, we know we've done some unprecedented things with fiscal and monetary support. So I think, you know, the, the fear is, do we head towards a recession with some of the things that the Fed's going to have to do to tighten up the monetary policy? Uh, but right now, I, I would expect this correction to be more based on price. And, you know, when people feel that things have gotten to an attractive price, we'll probably start to see some people enter back into the market. So really, what's happening right now is fairly normal in the history of the market. Uh, it really is, Bob. You know, this is really, really normal. I mean, we've seen this many, many times. Um, if you go back again to 1928, there's 94 of these periods of time. The average is about 16.5%. Uh, 59 of the 94 were losses in excess of 10%. Uh, but but at the same time, you know, it's it's something that if you understand the fundamentals and Again, if you maintain to be a long-term investor and you have good investments, I think it's not a time to run. I mean, history has shown us that, uh, you know, being an investor pays off, and, you know, we continue to uh, preach to our clients anyway. They want to continue to have that long-term mindset. So one of your key principles then is coming uh, really and to focus this time is knowing what you own and knowing why you own it here in 2022. It really is, Bob. You know, I, I think what allows me to sleep at night is, again, I don't own the stock market. I think, you know, a lot of people that are looking at the market through the media or looking at their 401ks and seeing, you know, or, or their, their investments that are in funds or, you know, different parts of the market, they feel a little bit trapped. They, they don't really have anything to step back and uh, to get a basis on, you know, a foundation where, you know, this week we had some really good reports. You know, we, we some of our companies showed that, you know, it's it's not the dire end, you know. Uh, when you look at reports from Apple, which we'll talk about a little bit later, and Microsoft, and, you know, some of these companies put up some really strong numbers and will continue to do so. So I, I think you have to know what you own. You have to know why you own it. You have to be able to lay down at night and put that head on the pillow knowing that you're, you're an investor in companies. You know, you're not an investor in this crazy thing called the stock market, which sometimes is driven by emotion. Now, also, the uh, areas that we have to be cautious in still are out there. So what, what areas do you think investors should be careful about in this market? Well, Bob, what we've done, you know, we don't venture into too many of these, probably more in our small mid-cap portfolio. But we went back and really kind of did an evaluation of all our companies based on valuation and some of these companies were still extremely highly priced. And, you know, when you're paying very high multiples uh, as far as, you know, price to cash flow, price to earnings, price to sales, you realize that, you know, in volatility, those can come down and they could come down even for further. So we tried to reduce risk by taking out more of those speculative positions in our portfolio. Uh, we did raise a significant amount of cash in that small mid-cap portfolio. And, you know, just got out of the way. And I think there's a lot of investors out there that were lured into companies. Um, you know, we talk about the electric car, you know, uh, market and some of the uh, technology stocks that, you know, were recently brought to IPOs that didn't have profits. You know, they, they might have good earnings or good earnings, you know, good, good revenue or good revenue outlook, but they don't have earnings. They don't have profits. And I think you got to be very careful about companies that aren't profitable you got to be very careful about companies that have high debt ratios. Um, you want to make sure that if interest rates are going up, they can service the debts that they have, that they have a, a pathway to profitability. So uh, a lot of these SPACs and, and companies that came out, I think you got to be very, very careful about 
uh, how your money's invested at this point. I think speculation, as we talked about, had its moment, but investors always go back to strong fundamentals. Of course, the Federal Reserve is a main player in this market, and they're going to have a big meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Uh, Chairman Jerome Powell will give his update on Wednesday afternoon. What do we expect him to say? Well, you know, Jerome Powell has been very hawkish. Uh, the comments uh, that, you know, came out this last week from the Fed were very hawkish and, you know, really talking about reducing the balance sheet and the amount of bond buying that they've been doing, you know, quite rapidly. And uh, they definitely signaled for a few of those rate increases. They didn't put one into place currently, but I think it's coming. A lot of people think it's coming in in March. And it seems to me the market is priced in this tighter monetary policy at this point, Bob. It's probably part of the reason that the market has traded down as uh, violently as it has uh, in the first part of the year. Well, it's time for the Trends and Insights section of the show, where Walt Secure of the AKW Group in Akron will talk about some of the things he's read this week and some of the uh, things that have been going on that he finds interesting and could be impactful on the market and how he might invest things. Uh, last week, it was reported that the number of posts on Reddit's Wall Street Bets main page is dropping, dropping by about some, from 47,000 a day, now down to 27,000 per day comments. Does that mean that uh, uh, people are getting off that? <laughs> it means that the the person that knew they knew everything out there, you know, everybody that had a little bit of money to put into the market that became an expert isn't such an expert anymore. And everybody that had a hot tip is uh, half of them are starting to go away, Bob. And, and that's what we see, you know, I mean, in, in good markets, I've always said, Anybody can buy a stock. Um, you know, anybody can convince themselves or find, you know, a stock to buy. I think the hard part about managing money is knowing when to sell. It's uh, knowing when to make some asset allocation decisions. It's uh, maintaining perspective for the longer term. But, uh, yeah, I think we see some of that. You know, the, that Wall Street bet site was very full of the speculative type of ideas that, you know, everybody was jumping on and making money on, and those are definitely not working here at the beginning of 2022. We're talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, and it's time for our segment called Stock Talk, where he opens up the phone lines to talk to you about individual stocks that you're interested in, you might want to buy yourself, or you own now, or would like to find out how they're doing. Give us a call with your questions and comments at 330-673-1234 to uh, talk to, to uh, Walt right now about those stocks. If you're listening online, you can call us toll-free if you need to at 800-669-4100. Well, let's see. Earnings, of course, are a big driver of a long-term success of any stock. And you follow many companies' earnings reports and look into the numbers and try to glean what you can from them. What have you seen from the earnings report so far for this last quarter? Well, Bob, just looking at the S&P 500, which is a pretty good proxy for a lot of stocks out there, just the percentage of stocks that reported we have about 33% of the S&P 500 that have reported earnings. Uh, so we still got a lot of earnings to come in over the next few weeks. This next week's another big week. I mean, we're going to have a couple. Uh, but 77% of the companies that reported have had positive earnings surprises and, you know, are putting up some pretty good numbers. So I, the trend is there. I heard somebody on one of the talking head shows this week. I flipped back and forth between them all, but... I heard, you know, one of the talking heads saying, you know, earnings are very disappointing so far. And, but, it, but it's not true. You know, I mean, earnings have been pretty solid. They may not be as high as maybe, you know, some of the real speculators had hoped. I think we're getting back to some normalcy with everything. You know, the, the blowout numbers, the easy comparisons are kind of over because, again, now we're 
comparing against better periods of time. You know, the last year's earnings reports were all compared against the pandemic period. So uh, companies' comparisons get tougher and tougher. You know, these three these three months compared to the same three months of the year prior, and each quarter that gets forward go forward will get tougher and tougher. So. Again, having some perspective, but I think overall the earnings season is going quite well. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, Hey, I wanted to thank you guys. Uh, Bob, you mentioned uh, Honda two weeks ago. You read something they were going to stick to their knitting and and not get too heavy into electric cars, and and Walt kind of confirmed a little bit on it. But anyway, I was looking at uh, last week. I started getting taking a position in Honda Motor Corporation, symbol HMC. It dipped down to uh, low 28s. It pays 3.4, and I figure uh, compounded with maybe a three-point increase if you look at the the overall thing. Honda Motor Corporation. I've had uh, I'm on my third Honda Odyssey, and I I've oh, I, we love them, and uh, as one of our cars, and and it's real handy. 31 miles a gallon, great re- resale. Have you ever, uh, it's kind of a widow's and orphan stock. Is that anything that that uh, just kind of put away, HMC? Uh, yeah, it's it's a solid play at this point, Ken. I think you point out, you know, trading at a price earnings multiple about six times earnings uh, when the market's out there at 19 times. So, I mean, it seems like reasonable valuation to me. And, again, going to be competitive always has great, like you said, reputation, you know, loyalty. Um, they've built a, a lifetime customer. A lot of people that have had them keep going back. And, uh, you know, all the excitement in the world isn't probably going to make people that enjoy their Hondas buy a different car as they go forward. So I, I think you're right. I mean, there's a, there's always companies like this that are overlooked. They're not uh, talked about as much in the main media or the market or, you know, but uh, definitely an interesting stock to, to take, uh, take a position in. I want to add uh, Apple to the consumer staples uh, index. Uh, I, I think from what I can tell, uh, people would really rather have their phone than eat Cheerios or uh, Coca-Cola. So uh, would you support me on adding Apple to the consumer staples index there? Uh, I'll tell you, they have permeated people's <laughs> lives. And I, I think I'd go even further that some people's probably some people would give their right arm before they would give their iPhone up. So, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy to me. But, uh, yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, they, they definitely have an incredible ecosystem of products. And uh, they create a little bit of switching cost issues. You know, once you have one, it's hard to move away from, from the platform. And, uh, your pictures and you know all your your uh, messages, uh, your your videos, your music, uh, they start to really you know trap people into the ecosystem. And I'd agree with you, a very very stable stock at this point. The income from the medical app uh, in the future is going to be absolutely on their watch. The medical app on their watch is uh, I, I think companies are going to start requiring employees to they'll get a discount on their insurance, and they just appointed the uh, president of Johnson and Johnson to the board of Apple, uh, the medical. So I, I think this medical app on the watch is going to be uh, phenomenal. And I saw a picture of the car, and it's off, it's off the chart as far as stylish. So, okay, well I'm glad I got your support on that app. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> you guys have a good week. Thank you. You too, Ken.
Thank you for calling 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Sukira of the AKW Group here in Akron about investing, about particular stocks. Now, looking at these earnings reports again, you had some of your core long-term holdings report this past week. Uh, what are some of your insights and your outlooks on those, including Johnson & Johnson, which is a core equity portfolio uh, stock that you own? Yeah, so Johnson & Johnson last week, Bob, reported some pretty solid earnings, about a 10% revenue increase. They did $24.8 billion over $22.5 billion the year prior. Earnings were up about 15%, uh, trading at a reasonable valuation out there in the market. And again, uh, when you look at this company, it's the world's largest and most diverse healthcare company in the world. Three divisions here, the pharmaceutical, med- medical devices, diagnostics, and, and consumer over-the-counter, uh, you know, very strong company, I think, you know, fairly priced here and, and some good outlooks as we look out over the, over the next three to five years. Uh, strong dividends, uh, you know, always seem to raise their dividends year after year and uh, the kind of stock we want to, you know, own in a period of time like today. Uh, another one is Microsoft, who also reported earnings last week. How are they doing? Microsoft has, again, some very powerful earnings um, and, and revenue. They did $51.7 billion for the quarter, Bob, up over 43.1 the year prior, 20% increase in revenue, 22% increase in, in profits, uh, 248 over 203 the year prior. Again, another stock that buys back their shares, um, that is going to continue to see dividend increases uh, at, a, at a higher rate than a lot of companies out there. And, you know, again, a, a very stable company. Uh, there was a little bit of disappointment in the report, um, you know, based on a lot of their sales from the consumer PC side. Um, a lot of it is, uh, you know, related there. But again, if you look at uh, their cloud computing and other parts of the company, it seems to me the growth rates are still all pretty intact. So uh, we continue to like Microsoft at this point. Another core equity portfolio holding of yours is Intel, who made international news last week about their tremendous expansion outside of Columbus. Uh, they reported earnings last week. How are they doing? You know, their earnings were a little bit weaker, Bob. I mean, they showed a 3% revenue increase, uh, $20.5 billion, over $20 billion the year prior. Uh, their earnings were off a little bit. A lot of it was supply chain related. Um, however, I, I think it's impressive. They, they, they did a little better than what the street expected. And I think their their long-term plans, their growth plans, their uh, kind of uh, reinventing, uh, revisioning the company a little bit about how they're going to compete, uh, you know, extremely strong, I think, if we look over the next three to five years. So uh, maybe a tech stock that hasn't performed as much over the past few, but one we really like as we look over out of the next few. You talked about electric cars earlier. Tesla has now a long-term holding in their equity portfolio. They also reported earnings last week. And what did you see in those figures? Uh, really strong numbers, Bob. I mean, they're talking about, you know, over a million and a half cars that they'll sell this year. Uh, sales, and again, you don't have to go back too long. You go back to a few years, and, and you know, you didn't see any profitability in this company. So uh, they had a, a strong revenue quarter up 17.7 billion over 10.7 billion. That's a 65% sales increase. Earnings were up 218%, 254 a share over 80 cents a share. So uh, a stock that really, like we said, has captured people's imaginations. I think they are pointing to the future. They've kind of led this electric car revolution that we see going on. Uh, technology is fascinating. Uh, so again, you know, a very strong company. And I think if we think longer term, uh, you know, one that has some good upside here over the next few years.
Apple also reported earnings last week. They are another long-term holding in your core equity portfolio. So how do they look? Well, incredibly powerful for the size of company that they are, Bob. Again, $123.9 billion uh, versus $111.4 billion the year prior. That's an 11% revenue gain. Earnings up 25%, 210 over $1.68. Again, a company that trades reasonable, um, you know, based on valuations. They also have a dividend that they'll definitely increase, continue to buy back shares, a lot of positivity here. You know, we were just talking to Ken about uh, just the reach and, and you know, how de- deep this, this company is as far as product uses. And uh, just, to, just to sum up, Bob, those, those five companies that, are, that we just talked about, if you, if you look at the revenue per minute of Apple, Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, Intel, and Tesla, every minute, $1,465,000 a minute. Profits almost four hundred thousand dollars, three hundred ninety-nine thousand six thirty-four a minute. So if we think of how powerful those numbers are, when you talk about financial power, those are you know a few companies that show what financial power is all about. Wow, that's that's amazing. It's almost as much as we make here at WNIR. That's really <laughs> really amazing. <laughs> uh, but you know, in all seriousness, though, uh, Robert W. Baird Company is affiliated, of course, with the AKW Group here in Akron, and they provide a lot more than just investment management to their clients. In Fairlawn, Wolken provide also in Pennsylvania retirement planning, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, very important this time of the year, Social Security analyses, a, a Roth conversion analyses, a lot more than just uh, investing their clients' money. If the client wants that kind of advice. So to keep that in mind, when you think about who should be handling your money and who you'd like to invest with, when you think about the, uh, the AKW Group, again, they're here in Akron at uh, 234-466-7476. And then Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh, Washington, Pennsylvania, 412-480-5090. You know, we, we spend a lot of time, of course, you're giving investment listeners uh, advice. What kind of advice do you take yourself? Bob, I have to go back and, and read some of the you know leading minds that I, that I've learned from over the years. Remind myself of some principles. Um, you know, everybody has to go back and, and re, you know learn a little bit and remind themselves what's important. You know, I think as as the last couple of weeks have, have happened, I always tell people, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen in five days or five weeks or five months, and things can change very quickly. However, you know, I have to keep reminding myself that. Time horizon is what matters most, especially during a correction. You have to maintain being an investor. You have to think that three to five years out. Um, I, I, you know, we are focused in our investments, and stocks have done very well, and they're up 50, 80, 100%. Uh, they're going to get volatile, and they can come down 20 or 30% very quickly. It doesn't make them a bad company. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about shifting over to value, and that would have been better. However, you know, a lot of times you're buying companies that aren't as strong. You know, they're they're weak for a reason. They have lower valuations for a reason. And sure, they don't go down as much, but because they haven't come up as much for a long time. So, you know, I have to remind myself of the discipline of what we do and why we do it and and make sure that, you know, I continue to believe in those principles. Uh, it goes back to philosophy, strategy, and tactics, Bob, and making sure that you don't waver. Uh, it's easy, you know, sometimes the waiver if you don't have strong discipline. So uh, we continue to uh, reaffirm our discipline every day. Well, Walt, what about next week now? Another roller coaster in store? What do you see happening? 
Well, Bob, we got, you know, some, some economic data coming out. We also have, you know, some, some more earnings uh, coming out. There'll be a lot of earnings reports that we pay attention to. Uh, that really is, to me, the, the bread and butter of, of the market. As I said, it's not a stock market. It's a market of stocks. Uh, so we'll see companies like AbbVie next week, uh, a lot of oil companies report next week. Uh, we have a lot of pharmaceutical companies and healthcare companies reporting. Bristol-Myers is another one of ours that reports. So every one of these gives us a little bit more insight into where we are and to where we're headed. Walt Sakara, the AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476. In Pennsylvania, 412-480-5090. Tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. Talk to you again next week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. AbbVie Inc., symbol ABBV. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Bristol-Myers Squibb Corporation, symbol BMY. Honda Motor Company LTD, symbol HMC. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Johnson & Johnson, symbol J&J. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT and Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.